morning, this is Alistair Valentine, and it's indeed a privilege to be back with you. I'm going to take the opportunities, opportunity, sorry, to thank all those of you who sent me greetings and um, were praying for me while I recovered. It seems as though um, I said to someone, I think I'm allergic to airplanes because I picked up three um, separate sinus infections on my trip to and from Malaysia. And so um, I thank God now that over this weekend, the um, congestion cleared and I am now um, I'm coughing less, but um, less sorry, but um, more or less I've gotten back my voice and so I am now able to actually make a recording and again so thank you again for the sponsorship but also thank you for your prayers so this morning my devotion is titled again what's your vision and let's say this is part two and in this devotion I'm just going to share I hope to be brief um, one of the experiences I had and this was actually on my way back from um, Malaysia so I left Malaysia some mid-September and um, we headed to Qatar it was supposed to be a seven hour flight that turned out to be like about 10 hours because we had a medical emergency on board and had to be diverted to Chennai in India. And um, then when we finally left Chennai and went on to Qatar, um, we weren't able to catch the connecting flight to New York. And so by the providence of the Lord, I got the opportunity to spend the um, per half day in in half day and overnight in, in in Qatar and I was most excited about that going down to see the, the city and and so on but what really remained with me was when we left Qatar and I was on my way to Houston because now I was being routed to Houston rather than New York and I, I don't normally take a, a window seat when I'm on a plane and um, but this time because I was a squeezing the I got the last row I was in the last row on the on the plane and um, thankfully it was not a, a full, completely full flight. So my row, there were only two of us. So we had the um, we had an extra seat. So I eventually took the the, the window seat. And um, as we flew out of Qatar, I looked down, and I saw the Arabian Desert, and I was fascinated. It was stunning, beautiful, 
there I was just watching the sand and the sand dunes. And I mean, as far as my eyes could see, there was just the, the beauty of the desert. Yes, sand can be beautiful. And I took out my phone because I wanted to capture this on, on my phone. And then, well, I can say, what do I expect? Spending um, two weeks with 60 other women, my phone, my phone, they, 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 it was full. And I couldn't find space or clear it up quickly enough for me to make a, a recording. So I eventually gave up and I just took it in. And God has a way that he speaks to me out of sympathy. And so I began to ask myself, I began to imagine Abraham, the patriarch Abraham in Genesis 12, leaving his father's home in Haran and heading to Canaan. And I asked myself, what will cause a man to endure difficult conditions or to decide to endure these difficult conditions based on the word of God? One instruction from God. Because they say, whilst I was in Qatar, I remember saying, what is this? Hot air blowing on me. I'm like, Lord, I'm accustomed to heat in Trinidad, but this is hot air. And then, you know, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about Abraham's journey. According to biblical scholars, he passed along the, the Euphrates River, which in my mind would be the cooler spot to pass, you know, in his journey from Haran to, to, to Israel. But the conditions, the Arabian desert wasn't too far away. And so the conditions that he would have traversed and traveled in, they were not necessarily an ideal. He wasn't like me on an airplane, moving from one place to the other. And no, they traveled by foot. He walked or rode a donkey or a camel. You know, I remember later on seeing a, another desert, and I can't remember the name of it. But as I looked as far as the, I, I didn't see any trees. I remember they were, of course, it's a desert. No trees. But then somewhere along the journey, I saw a clearing and water. And I was like, oh, my word, God. You know, you really said that there will be, you know, you will make roads in the desert and, 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 you know, water. There was this big pond of water. And the other thing was that the, 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 the distance between what I will call civilization, 
you know, because at one point in time, you would just see a little pocket of, of, of things that look like building and then nothing, there was nothing around it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, bless the Lord. So I imagined Abraham and his journey and this journey, you know, the heat, the, 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 the terrain, the nothingness too, because, you know, even though, and now we have what, how many billion people on, on the face of the earth, but in that time, this was the beginning of civilization. And so it was nothing like what we have today. And yet still this man walked, took up his, his, his wife and his nephew and his herd and herdsmen and, and, and on an instruction from God. He began what I imagine would have been a very difficult, arduous journey to a land and a place that he had never been before because God said to him, I'm taking to your Utah land that I will show you. What will cause someone to obey God unconditionally to such an extent? And when I got home, I began to read about Abraham and then I read Noah. Noah did exercise the same level of obedience to God. To build an ark expecting rain that has never been on the earth. I don't know how long it took Abraham from Canaan, from Haran to Canaan. I have no clue, the Bible is silent, on how long it took Noah to build the ark. But the one thing that, I, 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 that was left with me is that they walked closely with God during that process because they were doing things that they have never done before and definitely they were entirely dependent upon god to accomplish it and so in response to the call of god the, the vision that god had placed upon their heart they walked in obedience and i began to say to myself i'm not i'm not there yet because sometimes god says Give me small instructions, little things to do, and I disobey. And I was like, I am nowhere there. And so the question today is, what will cause you to give up everything to accomplish the call of God, the purposes of God for your life? or to see his vision for your life come to pass. God bless you. Do have a wonderful day.